Welcome to the Nolan Podcast from National Oil and Lube News. I'm your host, Associate Editor Hannah Bubser. As we look to the new year, there is a lot to consider. From setting personal goals to revising shop operations, you are in control of how you start your 2024. For today's episode, we're keeping that in mind, but we're narrowing the scope to talk about employees. Your team wants a strong start to the new year too, and as a shop owner, there are ways you can approach employee retention and management that inspire fresh motivation. The Nolan Podcast began 2023 with an interview featuring Claudia St. John, president of the Workplace Advisors, so it's only fitting that she joins me again today for the last episode of the year. Keep listening to hear her thoughts. Claudia, well, welcome back to the Nolan podcast. Our first podcast of 2023 was a conversation with you about hiring strategies, and thought it would be a nice full circle moment to end 2023 with a conversation with you again. A lot can happen over the course of a year. And I wanted to start with, I know that your company, uh, which was formerly known as Affinity HR Group, went through a rebrand. I want to ask you about that. Can you tell our audience about the Workplace Advisors? Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for even asking me about that. So we went through a process this past year of really identifying what our clients and what the workplaces that we support need. And our previous identity was really tied to HR. And not everybody loves HR. So there's always a little bit of a stigma with that, which is fine. Everybody needs it if they have employees, but doesn't necessarily love it. And what we really came down to was what we do is HR, but much, much beyond HR. What we really do is advise business owners on how to maintain self uh, safe and, and happy and engaged workplaces. So that's really where the term workplace advisors came from. We're here to support businesses in all facets of maintaining a workplace, whether it's HR or recruiting or uh, an important topic now is employee engagement and retention. So it really it really falls in line with what we're doing to support our clients and, and your members uh, on an ongoing basis. Yeah. So what are you personally most excited about with this rebrand? And are there any particular components you could think of that might be especially applicable to shop owners or the Nolan audience? Absolutely. I, I think that shop owners are facing a lot of challenges. I think the the automotive industry itself as a whole is going through a big change and and hiring talent continues to be very difficult. I think we'll probably talk through some workplace trends but it really is looking at employees from a very different perspective. Employees are increasingly a resource that is harder to come by, more expensive to come by. And so from that perspective, we're trying to create a shift among shop owners and others to view their employees truly as an asset and to value them accordingly, as opposed to, well, we just lost Joe, so we'll just put another ad out there to hire Joe. This is really much more of a, how do we focus on culture? How do we focus on engagement? How do we focus on training and development so that our employees can feel like they're at home when they come to work, no matter where they go to work? And a lot of that is also focusing on 
how do we start looking more at soft skills? Because we know that employees don't quit their jobs. They quit their supervisors. They quit their managers. And we don't necessarily train the people who are responsible for, for developing and encouraging their employees. We don't necessarily train them in how to do that well and how to navigate emotional style or behavioral style. So it really is leaning much more into your employees truly are an asset so how do we shift the attention from, um, you know, do, are they doing the thing that they need to be doing to how do we really create a home, a lasting home for them? So let's dial in on the employee retainment element that I know you mentioned a little bit earlier. I wanted to talk through it with you today as well. We're really close to the start of the the new year. There's a lot of things on shop owners to-do lists. I know that the ongoing labor market is probably one of those things that they are paying attention to. So firstly, what aspects of the current labor market do you think that shop owners should be keeping an eye on as we move into the new year? So in the beginning of the year, we were really looking at extraordinarily high quit rates, a lot of employee, the great resignation, silent quitting, just a lot of employee movement. Uh, we saw that 40% of the workforce quit their job within the last year. That's a massive amount. We see that really settling down. We also know that shop owners were having to pay a lot more for talent, and that was creating challenges you know, they to, in order to be externally competitive in the labor market, they were having to deal with internal equity issues. You bring somebody on at a higher rate, and now are they at an equitable place with the existing employees who've been there for a long time? And we see that is settling out as well, that, that folks seem to have figured out how to structure their compensation in a meaningful and equitable way for everybody, new hires and and long tenured employees as well. Women have come back to the workplace. So a lot of the major disruptions that we see, that we saw going into 2023 are beginning to settle down. But there's still one thing that's really vexing a lot of shop owners is long COVID. So we still have employees getting sick. We now have 4 million workers who are no longer working because of long COVID. We lost a half a million due to COVID itself. And we also see a lot of older workers are retiring. They were retiring earlier and than we were expecting, and they're slated to retire going forward. And there just isn't a volume of workers coming in, the youngest generations, to replace them. So while some of the leading indicators of what's happening in the workforce are settling down and are looking better, we're still stuck with an unemployment rate as of this recording at 3.7%, which is well below what we would consider full employment, which is 4.2%. So we're still, we will still be dealing with a short labor shortage going forward. And that will be the trend for the rest of the decade we anticipate, barring some catastrophic change, which as we know can happen. But so what I think that means for shop owners is that they really need to recognize that filling vacancies is just going to get harder and harder. So keeping the workers that they have, training them, tooling them up, and making sure that they're that they're highly engaged is a, is you know a dollar well spent, considering how hard it is to deal with turnover and just getting people in the door in the first place. If there is a need that 
shop owners need to fill within their shop, how can they identify a strategy to fill that either within their existing team or if they need to look outside of their shop? Are there some things they can keep in mind for bringing on new talent? What's the best way to approach that? So I think that shop owners are probably pretty experienced at, you know, putting out a want ad or reaching out to social networks or to existing employees to get referrals to come in the door. So I think that hiring strategies themselves haven't really changed very much. The bottom line is the shop is a is a place is is a physical geographic location. And so you have to source from within that physical geographic location. And I imagine that most shop owners know how to do that. The question gets to how do you make your shop an appealing alternative to all the other competitive opportunities that that prospective employees have out there in their communities? But also, how do you keep existing employees and, and get employees excited about putting their hand up for wanting a promotion or wanting, you know, hiring from within? And I think a lot of it gets, and you mentioned it originally in this conversation, it gets to culture. So who are you as a company and and what what is your value proposition to employees, to the community, and how do you really sell that? And, and for me, I always say, do you know what your core values are and are they meaningful? Do they really reflect who you are as an organization so that if you clearly define them, and define what your core beliefs are as the company, then employees, prospective employees can say, that's, that's I, I believe that too. Even if the day-to-day tasks of the job aren't what motivates you, working for a company that cares about its community, that 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 believes in, in understanding that different people experience different things and should be supported throughout that, whatever those, those really core meaningful beliefs are, those need to be clearly revisited or articulated and promoted when hiring and also promoted every time you deal with an employee. And and another situation that oftentimes happens is you might have some stated core values, but when somebody who's perceived as a valuable employee runs afoul of those, does something that is uncaring or maybe untruthful or unkind or, or even unpleasant, we oftentimes will give them a pass because they're a key employee, but that demolishes the morale of the entire workforce. So I really view an effort for business leaders starting off fresh in 2024 is to really revisit who are you and what makes your work meaningful beyond just the dollar, because there's always going to be a competing dollar out there for your employees or your prospective employees to choose, but it's who you are as a, as a culture that will keep people there and make people want to join you. I think that point about core values is so important. I mean, across businesses overall, but I definitely think it's a great conversation to have in the shop owner context too, especially with that example you mentioned of if an employee goes against some of those core values, what does that look like for the shop? And yeah. do we give them a pass? Do we how do we approach it? I think that brings up another topic I wanted to ask you about because that plays into employee development a little bit. How do we develop our current employees? How do shop owners 
maybe mitigate some of those behaviors or get ahead of it before they even happen, what should they be doing to really build up motivation amongst their team, make sure that their staff is aligned with those core values or just with how the shop operates in general? What are some strategies they can implement there for employee development? Well, the one thing that we know that employees want is meaningful work. They want their work to mean to mean something, to have value. And when you break down what does meaningful work really mean, it means that the people we support and the people that we work with matter to us. So there's an element of care, not only within the workplace, but also with who you're serving. Um, it also means that I get to do what I do best every day. Uh, that what the, the the use of my skills is aligned with my competencies and is valued by the organization. So delineating what are people's strengths and opportunities and really trying to maximize those so that they are giving their best. It's that in the end, what I do makes me feel like I'm contributing and makes me feel like the work that I do is important. And so it's helping to connect that value proposition. If you as a shop owner are helping with automobile safety, are helping with environmental repercussions, are helping with um, making the workplace and the automotive space safer, cleaner, healthier for everybody, there's a, I mean, you're keeping families safe in their vehicles. You're keeping, you're keeping the roads safe. You're keeping so many aspects of everyday life for everybody healthy and help and, 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 and safe. Articulate that. You're not just replacing this oil with that oil. You're, you're literally keeping all of your customers safe and 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 better so it's articulating the value proposition of what you're bringing that it does have a higher meaning it's not just a job so i think it's really thinking about what does meaning look like within each of those shops and doing everything you can to reinforce that in your messaging in how you interact with your employees on a day-to-day -day basis, in how you align their skills with the needs of the organization so that they feel like they contribute. I also think a lot of businesses don't share with their rank and file employees what their, what their goals are, what their needs are, where they are in the business cycle, where they're going, so that they can celebrate those successes when those milestones or those key performance indicators are met. Celebrate your wins and don't just say, you know, attaboy, but really, what did you accomplish and how does that contribute to the whole culturally? It's an overabundance of, of communication, which I know is a mind shift for a lot of a lot of business owners and a lot of a lot of a lot of people but it's the one that really matters because it makes me feel like I'm doing something meaningful and that's i think what came out of covid people saw man life can get turned upside down in an instant is this how i want to spend my time is this what i want to spend my time doing and is this, are these the people i want to spend my time with that's that's the question that employees are asking themselves either when looking to come and work for a shop or to decide whether they want to continue to stay working for that shop. And I think sometimes there can be things that happen amongst employees 
in a shop setting that the shop owner may not be keenly aware of, may not be tuned into. Maybe that employee isn't vocalizing it. Maybe there's just a miscommunication about it. So if an employer and a shop owner in this context really wants to know what's going on within their team and be aware of all those nuances, how can they go about checking in with team members on a consistent basis, making sure they're on the same page as their employees, just knowing the needs of their team so that they can be present and aware um, as a leader. This is harder for larger shop owners, especially multi-site shop owners, to, to actually be able to have meaningful conversations with their employees on an ongoing basis. But that's the best, right? It doesn't get any better than sitting down and saying, how are you? Are things going well for you? And at least asking those questions. We've done a lot of work at, at the workplace advisors within the last year doing being hired as out external resources to do employee satisfaction surveys, to really do a check-in and say what's happening. And if that's not possible, even just doing some focus groups, facilitated focus groups to really find out how are employees? Are they engaged? Are, are they motivated? Where, where are the challenges? I bet, I bet that shop owners know the two or three people on their team that are creating maybe some cultural baggage. Um, looking at them and figuring out how can they develop them and tool them up and give them skill sets on how to navigate conflict or deal with their emotions. But also just asking employees, finding out what they really, really want is, is important. A lot of shop owners and a lot of employees may be reluctant to really share that information. But I think that business owners, shop owners who show, show vulnerability and from an authentic place say, you all matter. If I don't have you, we can't do this. And we want you to be here and walk this journey with us. What can we do to make that better? What are some of the challenges that you face? That's really important. But before businesses do that type of employee sensing, is how I'll call that, whether it's a survey or a, a focus group or even just a check-in, they need to make sure that they are willing to listen with an open heart to what feedback is being given. And also make sure employees know that the feedback that's being given is being acted on. There's nothing more demoralizing and can actually cause more harm than to go through an effort of really doing some employee sensing for, you know, to assess employee engagement and then not tell them what you heard, not tell them what you need to do better, what you programs you need to reconsider and 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 show them a line of sight between what they how they were vulnerable and shared their thoughts and how you listen to them and are making some changes. And there will always be things that you can't do. We can't give everybody a 100% raise, right? Everybody would love that, but not everybody can get that. But what can you do instead? And 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 what can you do to try to, to work toward whatever it is an employee is hoping? But I think it's really being intentional about checking in and doing the work beforehand to make sure you're ready and prepared to, to, to follow up on what on what you hear and to make some of those harder changes. You know, maybe maybe you need to replace some of your key people because they just cannot play well in the sandbox. That may be scary, but it may in the end create a workplace that is more sustainable on an ongoing basis. 
So tying in some elements here of shop culture, management, workplace development, if a shop owner really wants to focus on developing those portions of their business in the new year, what are a few action items they can put on their list to get started with it right away? Yeah, I think one of the easiest things that you can do is to identify the different um, skill progressions necessary to start from a very frontline person to your most senior level either technician or management level, what are the what are the ladder rungs that each employee can climb and what's required to accomplish that? And what are the development steps that an employee can go through in order to demonstrate their competence and ability to rise to the next level? Employees wanna know that there's a plan for them. And if they can see it spelled out, you will then also be able to see more clearly the developmental training needs that you need to put in place to make sure that an employee can go from step A to step B. And I know that um, the, you know, the Oil Change Association has a management um, and training program. They have a lot of educational development. A lot of organizations do have that. So I think the first thing I would do is look at career progression opportunities, even in the smallest shops, you can go from place to place, you know, as you roll up in your expertise, what are the developmental skills necessary to do that and and provide those to employees and reward them when they climb up that that ladder. Um, The next thing I would do is make sure that your frontline supervisors all know the role that they play and doing important, important management things like giving positive feedback. We know that giving positive feedback dramatically increases employee engagement because we spend so much time with corrective feedback. You know, your time, your attendance, your attire, whatever is out of line. But if that's all you hear and you don't hear all of the things that that employees are doing right and well every day, then if you celebrate the things that they're doing right, they're going to do more of that. They're going to be motivated to go a little bit beyond to do more than that. And I know that historically, a lot of shop owners have said, wait, you want me to actually give them awards and praise for what I'm paying them to do? And my answer is, yeah, absolutely. Because if I know that I'm satisfying you, that's going to motivate me. And how will I know I'm satisfying you if you don't tell me? So there's that. And then I think if I had $1 to spend, just $1 to spend, I would spend it on doing some of the soft skills training for all of the, all employees around things like navigating conflict, around understanding emotional intelligence, around how to give positive feedback. Those are skill sets that will transcend the workplace, that you take them with you wherever you go. But if you can recognize your own your own strengths and weaknesses in terms of communication skills, you'll be better at at helping your peers and your customers and your communities um, navigate, navigate conflict better. We just don't train on soft skills. And those are the things that break down more often than not. That's usually the source of all all problems with employees leaving, all problems with customers that are unhappy. 
All of those things can be mitigated if we have some training around navigating situations, interpersonal communications. Thanks for listening to the Nolan Podcast from National Oil and Lube News. For more content, visit our website at nolan.net or follow us on social media. Just search for National Oil and Lube News. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure that you never miss another. Subscribe to the Nolan Podcast wherever you listen. I'm Associate Editor Hannah Bubser, and I'll talk to you more next time.